Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeremy and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Final Show Films. Thanks to our $25 supporters, Cat Water Flames, Samantha Bates, Trevin Alexander, and L. Uh, since we didn't have an intro, I figured I'd throw that in there. Uh, but you're here for Changeling the Lost, which is great, because so am I. My name is Jack. I'm our storyteller for tonight. This is Changeling the Lost in Grove or Green, the World of Darkness Chronicle that we're running here in Final Show Films. And I am joined tonight by a whole bunch of people, starting with Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Lys, the wizened oracle. And we've just determined that the Victorian era ended with the 1950s, interestingly enough. <laughs> uh, hate you. <laughs> also, Julia. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm playing Alana, the fairest dancer. And William. Hi, I'm William Roshani, and I am playing Phaedra Flanagan, the ogre gristle grinder, and also your new spring queen. So there you go. You. <laughs> Love it. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing uh, uh, Megan Lansing, uh, a draconic, uh, 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 Ferris draconic. There you go. Uh, and of course, the Victorian era then, then moved into, because immediately after that was with Queen Elizabeth II it was clearly the Elizabethan era after that. <laughs> Must have been. Uh, and we just got out of the Elizabethan era a couple years ago, folks. Thank God. Hi, I'm Holly. I am playing um the I, I am playing Lark the Beast Wind Wing. Uh, and now that Queen Elizabeth's dead, of course, we're in the second Dickensian era. Um, yeah, uh, we are not Charles joined. Is a fucking dick. <laughs> we are not joined tonight, unfortunately, by Sen, who plays Akajin, our uh, ogre, ogre, blood brute, uh, and metal flesh. Um, but uh, we wish them well uh, and hope to see them back soon. Um, and as always, trans rights are human rights. Uh, believe victims, eat the rich, Black Lives Matter, and the stream is not powered by Sirenscape. At least not tonight. Mm. <laughs> I can get you the I can get you the sign nope, in if you I want said not. control. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying it's specifically not. It's very <laughs> weird. However, anti-advertising. Last night in Baltimore. Phage was selected as this coming season spring monarch after weeks of effort and engagement. The Motley Unlikely has also made a new friend in the recently returned Alana, who has been trying to rebuild some semblance of stability uh, in her life uh, once again resuming in Baltimore. And Lark, in the wake of the traumatic events of winter, has been created and creating a new isolated status quo for herself in the aftermath. But as she sits in her large mostly empty house 
regarding a bottle of green tincture sitting on a nearby side table. A radio out in the hallway crackles to life. Now citywide springs forth to bear new fruit, a season filled with many tragic tale. The magic used in monarchy's pursuit, his tears melt free from winter's fading pale. Desires are your own, they say, and yet to face these trials with temerity, only a key holds safe and unbeset can focus on these rules of charity. Lark, having just recently texted your motley mate and the new spring monarch, and knowing that there's a coronation event likely planned for the near future, perhaps as early as tomorrow, how are you finishing out the day? Uh, she will walk over and she's just going to down the potion and then right. lay down and fall asleep. Go ahead and roll me resolve and composure then. Zero success. You down the liquid that Barnaby gave you. Turn. And you take a step towards your bed and find yourself falling. You watch as the blanket that hangs down over the edge towards the floor. You see the colors kind of drift past your eyes as in slow motion you find yourself collapsing face downward. But the colors just keep going and going and then faster and faster. You've fallen 30 feet, 90 feet, 1,000 feet at this point, and they are blurring together with such speed that you can no longer distinguish the actual patterns of the, the, the duvet in front of you. And suddenly you find your feet on solid ground. Looking around, you see a large elliptical cavernous chamber made of neatly joined stone blocks. Massive, at least 20 or 30 feet, most of them, clearly worked in some age long since past with simple masonry tools. And there's tendrils of moss growing out of the cracks of this immensely stable but unmortised dry stack architecture around you in this huge oval room. And standing motionless for at least a moment, you feel absolute silence pressing in on you from all sides, not the quiet of a, of a room in a house where you can still hear the buzz of appliances or distant traffic outside, not even the quiet of a remote mountain slope where still the faint whisper of wind or a distant bird song might drift, but a full, muffled, deep, insulated, oppressive almost silence of a room that has dust and stone, and moss, and air. And except for possibly 
the subatomic Brownian motion of the molecules that make up the matter in here, not a single vibration except what you might bring with you. What's Lark decide to do? Is there an exit? Looking around, you don't see one. Go ahead and give me a wits and a cult roll. Two successes. You remember... Barnaby saying that this would induce some sort of lucid dream, but a particular type or blend or flavor of them. Almost every changeling, by nature of their existence and their possession of a link to the weird, has the ability to dream in a lucid manner almost every time that they are in one of their own. This one feels different, though. Go ahead and give me a wits and composure for what you can see in your immediate vicinity. Two. You're looking around, and most of the mosses are individual strands, kind of like the, the Spanish moss that you'd see hanging off of the mangroves uh, in, in an ecosystem that's a good bit more southern than Baltimore is located, but still, uh, some of them, though, are wide, long blankets that cover large sections of the stone. And looking at the shape as well, given Lark's background, you remember that rooms like this form a whispering gallery where individuals standing at one of the two foci of the shape can hear each other by virtue of the sound waves being reflected from point to point. These are acoustically significant structures, rooms that are shaped like this. You also know that if you decide you want to just get the fuck out of here, you could probably dream a door into existence, even if there isn't one that exists behind any of these locations. But we'll pause there for Lark for a moment as a vehicle pulls up and Alana, you're deposited outside the night gallery where you know a spring election has just taken place and you've gotten a summons from the new spring monarch. Hmm? She will uh, just sort of brush herself off do a quick once-over in her phone's camera and uh, walk in. All who's right. working? Who's bouncer tonight? At the moment, there isn't one. Interesting choice. She will... You reach out and you grab the doorknob and you hear the bolt automatically click, click, clack as it shoots back from 
obviously being very securely locked to no longer so. Impressive. Uh, she will. She will enter. Okay. You can push the door open and come into the night gallery, and you can hear the murmur of noise from an upstairs chamber, even if the door up there is closed, or maybe it isn't anymore, but the sound is spilling out from the upper hallways down the stairs. And while you've never been up into any of the main rooms there, you know that on the upper floors, each of the courts has a private chamber dedicated solely to their business that only member of those those courts are permitted to enter and you assume that's probably where the election's taking place she will um are there is it silent in here and there's nobody down here or um... the the lower levels seem largely devoid of inhabitants at the moment yeah so yeah she will make her way up to uh, the second floor to see if she can't find the spring room. Okay. As the door closes behind you, you hear it lock itself again. You head up the padded and carpeted stairs, passing a mildly patched piece of plaster on one of the walls from where a bullet once entered. You've heard there's a story behind it, but nobody's really shared many of the details with you. List gets a little uncomfortable anytime somebody brings it up, but, you know. And following the noise, you go upstairs to decent-sized room where you can hear and see people moving back and forth, the door flung open. And... The spring court is in session, but at a less rigid part of the proceedings. Looks like things are have moved fully into full-blown party mode at this stage. She will um she will enter, um go straight to the bar, get a vodka crayon. And then try and find either Phage or Megan, whichever one she runs into first. Um, so the little sort of like sidebar that's set up here, Will Turnover is manning it, as he pretty much always is. Uh, Phage and Megan. Both of you roll me a d10. Mm. All right. Give me just a sec. Okay. Mm. Six. Not because of work, because I need to get into roll fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Look, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna started. overtly call you out on it, but all right, just a D ten, just a D ten. Oh, Meg Megan's closer. Mm. So Alana will just sort of just uh, very much the the office gif of Angela showing up next to Dwight, um, <laughs> just like pop into existence beside you. Uh, with a with a drink, um, just slight wave. Hi, um, Phage requested me to show up. Oh, hey, sweetie. Oh, cool. 
So we've had a good night. Uh, I don't know where Sage is currently. Probably really busy at the moment. I can um, imagine. Vision of the crowd parsed, and it's just Phage sitting in a chair with both Sunset Blue and Lee Finger, Joey Hot Sauce, and uh, Carl Stitches, all of them just sort of in a ring talking. How are you doing? Good. Um, um, it's still not been a good week, um, though. Understandable. Um, did maybe now's not the best time to talk about it, but I did run into Lark. Okay. Um, she gave me the number to her agent, and she wants to take me shopping, and she offered me a place to stay. Huh. Interesting. I'm not entirely sure what that means. That it's either very, very good or very, very bad. Um, Why would it be bad? Sorry, I've. Um, it's most likely good, and I say that sincerely. It's probably not my place to say why it might be bad. You don't have to be worried, I don't think. Okay. Um, I can't think of a possible reason. Not a realistic one, I don't think. Why you would need to be worried. Okay. It just, it kind of caught me off guard that I'm not, I remember what it was like before I left and uh, generosity was not a thing that happened in the K-pop scene. Um, or really any of it. So, yeah, I could see that. I could, I could definitely see that. And I get it. None of us who work in the fields that we generally work in Unfettered generosity and offers without strings are not normal for us, right? I think you should be okay if, you know, if if at any time you're feeling uncomfortable. Like, if you do go and you know, you're not under any obligation, but I think you, I think it would be good for you. Um, might be good for her too. Um, if you if you go if at any point you 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 need a bailout, let me know. I have your number. Yeah. Um. If you want the 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 preemptive, there's an emergency call, uh, uh, a check in moment. Just let me know when to call, and I will make that call. Um. What's K-pop, and why is it ungenerous? You look over and you see a very thin figure. How tall is Megan? Uh, Megan is fairly tall. Um, want to say she's like five ten, five eleven, a couple inches shorter okay. than Megan. So figure still like half with... a foot taller than Alana, <laughs> right? 
dressed in like a long coat with a button down underneath that's buttoned all the way up. Pale skin, kind of largish ears and nose, very blobby sort of in shape. The eyes, however, are just black orbs with a sheen to them. He's wearing a, a driving cap, like a golf cap almost. And the long sleeves of this coat are tucked into the pockets. This is Castor. He's a member of the High Thunder Motley. Recent arrivals to the city as of winter. Okay. You've seen that his and they they work for all that entire Molly works for Leaf Finger here at the night gallery. And you know that those aren't hands coming out of the ends of those cuffs tucked into the pockets. He's got these long tendrils, probably any anywhere from three to twelve coming off the end of each arm. If numbers vary day to day. Right. Um, and always carries a kind of an acrid chemical smell to him. Hey, Caster. Um long story short, it's uh it is a it's a pop music scene. It's a genre of pop music. Mm. And like any kind of entertainment field, it's very cutthroat. Probably more so than most, I would imagine. Even I, I technically need to get back on my diet, um, which technically was malnutrition, but um you know. Yeah, we're gonna have a conversation about that. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's there's only so many spots at the top. It's a lot of people who want to get there. Thus, it's right. This is one of those things where you can't kill the people that are in your way. This is correct. Mm. That's annoying. Human society tends to look down on if you, if you murder your competition. He blinks twice. One with one set of eyelids. One with the other. Uh, and. And then just sort of pauses. Well, I smell an opening in the conversation if you're looking for the new monarch. Yes, uh, thank you. Good to know. Uh, she will uh, yep. look at Megan. Are you, are you coming? Or Yeah, I'll come with. No, I, I will absolutely come with. She'll just sort of grab her hand and pull her along. Consider me your bodyguard. Okay. So, Paige, you've been conversing with uh, some of the more uh, high-mantled individuals of the Spring Court for a bit, Uh, but there's a lull in the conversation, the way that periodically almost every conversation seems to drift to, and right about that time, you see Megan and Alana coming over. Hmm? Ah, there's our newest arrival. They will just sort of Nod. Your worshipfulness. <laughs> Please uh, never call me that. Do, oh, do that's, I address just, you? that's just the goddamn start. Do, do I address you as your highness or your majesty? You can call me Phage. No. We'll workshop that. Oh, I'm going to get just... so many titles that I'm going to hate. <laughs> I've been practicing. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a game by the time we're through. 
Uh, Anyway, how you doing? Well, there's a lot to catch up on and a lot to get ready for. I haven't even been fucking coronated yet. Nope. But do you know how I know that? Because there's not a fucking crown on my head? Well, no, besides that, there's only, uh, as far as I've heard, seen, or smelled, there's only two or three mini orgies going on. (laughs) Yes, I did promise you a Bacchanal for the coronation. Um, but Bacchanal? Wild fucking party. Understood. You hear just off to the side, uh, Carl Stitches and Leaffinger are having a quiet, now that they've seen this conversation sort of taken over, are having a very brief sort of uh, confederation off to one side, and you hear, no, no, rubber sheeting. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you need from me right now? Well, uh, I figure it's probably about time that you get welcomed properly into the freehold, Alana. But I understand that you were looking to join in with the spring court. There I am. So, might as well take those together, and we'll handle both of those pledges that need to be made. You'll get... There's some... Have you been fully versed in the workings of contracts? Um, Megan and I have gone over a few things. Um... Nothing really super in-depth, but um, it's been a lot to take in the last few weeks. All right. Well, there are two pledges to make, and a third one, if you're willing. Uh, The first one is to the keyhole. Okay. Is to pledge yourself as a member of the keyholes to keep and protect your fellow changelings and serve as a member of the community, both to your benefit and to ours as as a community as a whole. The second is to the court uh, to pledge fealty to the Spring Monarch and to pledge allegiance to the Spring Court itself. And then, if you've thought of one you'd like, we can make a motley pledge if you're ready to join one. Um, I, I think I know who I'm ready to join. I'd be happy. Pr- I'd be mighty happy if you wanted, but. Let's start off with the keyhole, shall we? We'll repeat this one after me. I do fully and freely promise fealty and loyalty to the freehold and its ruler to serve and protect as best I may, to keep faith with my comrades and forestall treachery from our enemies, whether plain or hidden. To seal these words, they offer both glamour for security and banishment for betrayal. I do fully and freely promise fealty and loyalty to the freehold and its ruler to serve and protect as best I may. Uh, I think I'm I'm reading an older version. Um, he holds fidelity. Yes. Yeah. Um, to serve and protect as best I may, to keep faith with my comrades and forestall treachery from our enemies, where the plain are hidden. To seal these words, I offer both glamour and. Su- for security and banishment for betrayal. 
expended out of willpower, or a point of willpower, I should say. Mm-hmm. You're not losing a whole dot, just a point. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel something settle over you. A binding of magic that is both... It feels almost like armor, but with spikes on the inside and a few key places. And there's a ripple that goes out. Mm-hmm. As you find yourself bound by a pledge, possibly your first one since returning from Arcadia itself. And you realize that there is safety here, but the threat of cost if the pledge is ever broken. And that goes both ways. The keyhole is now now sworn to protect you as you are sworn to protect it. We will always be here to stand by you so long as this pledge lasts. You, like every other member of the keyhole, now get a plus one to dice pools uh, to gather glamour. And then, for the Spring Court, you recite the Emerald Bond. Life is short, and perils are near, so we've no time for sadness or fear. Let our party commence, or we'll have recompense. Live fast, and die pretty, my dear. Trying to find this. Uh, uh, It should be right right above the keyhole's fidelity. Should be right above the keyhole's fidelity. Let me make sure that it got shared with you properly. Mm. Life is short and perils are near. Um, So we have no time for sadness or fear. Let our party commence or we'll have recompense. Live fast and die pretty, my dear. You now get one free dot of spring mantle. And you can add a dot to any one social skill that you choose. It can be your first dot, or it can bump another one up by one. We're just going to bump expression to four. There you go. Hmm. All right. So, I have an inkling, but for the sake of clarity... Which Motley would you like to join? They will just smile. The unlikely, of course. And you're welcome. All right, this one's a lot less formal. Um. Yes, we should. Regency excellent. Yes, we should ask. Perhaps we should ask everyone in the Motley first. I'm fairly certain most of them. To be clear, I'm all for it. But I'm fairly certain most of them will be all for it. We do need to actually find and ask Larko. Correct. Good news. Someone has a date with Lark. Good. Right. Um, she will pull out her phone and just send a text to Lark 
Um, and this is the first one she sent, she, so she'll just say, hey, it's Alana. Um, how does tomorrow sound for shopping? Question mark. So look, hmm, your phone goes off, but you don't hear it. You're completely unaware. Hmm, you're in a big oval stone room. With, with your initial analysis as it stands, what's Lark's plan? Uh, first she'll stand there for a moment, get a bearing, and just say, hello? Hello, 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 hello. The echoes bounce and refract, and you can feel the sort of resonance of this chamber. But what you notice first is an illusionary image erupting from point to point as the sound waves bounce off the interior here. Uh, go ahead and give me a wits and composure given the successes in your occult roll plus two. Three successes. You would swear the sound is sculpting images out of the air as it passes through. And they seem to be kind of still life, almost like slowly paging through a flip book, but changing in position one after the other. And it looks like a person who is walking, they cut their head, listen, and then all of a sudden react as though they've been attacked. And you see a second figure leaping down upon them with a knife who is then intercepted by a third figure who knocks the assailant to the ground. The, as the attacker collides with the floor, they shatter into pieces. And this third person reaches down and helps up the person who is almost the victim of this ambush. And then as the sound fades, the images blink out of existence. Did she recognize any of those people? The attacker and the victim are a little indistinct almost kind of like mannequins or featureless statues. The person who stopped them was you. She will speak again. What is this? Again, the echoes of the sound bounce around the chamber, and this time, the scenario changes. You see Akujin riding on his motorcycle. And then the perspective shifts, and another unseen figure is prone on a rooftop with a sniper rifle in hand, tracing the path of a distant motorcycle now. 
And just as they're about to take the shot, you see a flock of birds burst across their vision. The shot goes wide. Akujin steers down a side alley, now completely concealed from the assailant. And the last image that comes is yourself down below the rooftop where the shooter was, eyes looking forward, and you know your own capability of speaking with animals and directing their movements. And you are seeing yourself once again prevent harm to somebody. Lark will give a nod, even though there's no one else there. She will take a few steps forward. With each step, there's a crunch underfoot as your feet cross the loose dust that coats the floor of this chamber. And with each sound... As there's step, step, step. Now, once again, the images resume, but they cover a lot more territory and percentage of this room. Showing brief sections of what eventually resolves into a full scene of a crowded room, an elevated stage, a single microphone, yourself in the midst of a vocal performance. And a number of specters looming over a couple individual members of the audience. And as you see the picture of yourself singing there, it's not making any noise. But as the figure's mouth, this reproduction of yours, mouth moves with each note, with each lyric, one of those specters resolves with greater clarity. One of them seems to be an aspect of disease. Another one looks like the person they're hovering over, but injured in some sort of accident. And the third one looks like a person, but they are covered in bandages and objects of of recovery, like they narrowly survived something horrific. Go ahead and give me a wits and empathy. One success. You're not entirely sure what the significance of some of these visions are. But there are common themes of seeing danger before it actually happens.
where are you walking to in the chamber? Uh, she'll ju- she'll just walk across the chamber. Okay. You make your way to the far side, and at this point, there is pretty close at hand, maybe 10, 15 feet away, one of those big patches of dense moss that you, as you've made your way there, you can feel it sort of soaking up the sound a little bit more, not reflecting as much as the bare stone parts of this chamber do. But you're within about arm's reach of this these massive curved stone blocks. She will reach out to touch it. As you do, suddenly you can feel the vibrations, very faint. They almost resolve into something that your senses can perceive. And you can tell that something about this place turns vibrations into knowledge or into foresight. Something like that. But you feel like you would need more in order to figure out what specifically is happening with this wall in this moment. All right. She's... She's going to walk. You said it's round, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's curved. It's an curved. ellipse, okay. so it's more of like an oval. Um, okay. And and broader at one end, narrower at another. She will walk slowly around it, reaching out her hand and touching the edges the entire way. Go ahead and give me a wits and composure plus two then. You notice that as you walk, there are areas where certain of these surfaces, it's not a smooth, even surface all the way around, which a normal Whispering Gallery would be. But as you walk and your fingers are in contact with these stones... You know ahead of time, even if the moss covers it or you can't quite make out the the joint or the, the, the transition point, you can feel, based on the sounds as they go out and then return to you, when the next lurch outward or dent inward is going to be probably about five or ten feet before your fingers actually go across it. That's the first thing you notice. It's almost like echolocation, in a sense, where the sound tells you what's going to be there physically before it actually is experienced. But then you get a jittering sort of sensation where instead of just one block being a couple inches deeper or pushed out than the one preceding it, something is carved in to the stone on this next section but you're coming up on one of those big mossy sections so whatever it is is behind that plant life she will try to pull some of the moss back away from that okay 
Uh, give me a wits and resolve roll. One success. You begin to pull it down and pull things out of the way, and then your brain takes over, and you just lucid dream the moss completely off to reveal an inscription underneath. It's written in... Actually, go, uh, does does Lark have any dots in academics? One. Okay, go ahead and roll me an intelligence in academics. Hmm? Just to see what she can identify from this. One. It's written in Scots. Hmm? Which is... Effectively a dialect very close to English, but also sort of a different language entirely. Uh, but there's a lot of overlap and a lot of the things are altered spellings and that sort of thing. It's almost sort of a, a phonetic transcription of what uh, of what a traditional Scottish verse would be. Speck king and queen of Ogian, how many missing for Avalon? Eight and eight, and another eight. Hmm. Abbas returned by candlelight, and the mount be swift and the spurs be bright. Hmm. How many huntsmen there, Howie? None of the holds dare come and see, which I will put in chat so you have an access to it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give me an intelligence in a cult. Two. Two things that jump out to you. Ogian and Avalon. In your time spent with the Autumn Court, and just from access and sort of osmosis exposure to the various bits of lore and mysticism and magic and those sort of things that the Autumn Court is so keenly obsessed with, Avalon and Ogian are both names from mythology, but more specifically, names of places that are half-remembered as actually existing in Arcadia proper. This is talking about the Keepers specifically. And not in a comforting way. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back at the Night Gallery, You guys have just wrapped up a couple of pledges. Mm -hmm. And there's been talk about incorporating somebody else into a motley. Yep. What's the rest of the plan for the night? Mm -hmm. Bacana. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Uh, regardless, it'll take a little bit of time to get 
everyone at least get their opinions on accepting you into the into the motley. I myself am all for it. Megan seems to be as well. Absolutely. We just need to ask Akajin, Liss, and Lark. I believe Akajin has already made his opinion. Yes, Akajin's already made that. their acceptance. Mm -hmm. yeah. so mm -hmm. Basically, just listen, Lark, at this point. Unless I'm missing an extra motley member that I'm not remembering right now. No. Nope. Uh, yet. One. But Butterfly's an honorary member, but not actually part of the motley. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, <laughs> she has not taken Listen, any pledges. I'm just glad that I remembered for once. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I did. I, I wasn't certain whether Butterfly was in the motley or not. No, nope, she sure she, damn is. Okay. Not. She's not yeah, even okay. a member of the keyhole. Technically. Nope, she's courtless. Nope. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, it, uh, especially because she's not like she's trying to recover to the state where she could even begin to work inside the court. Absolutely. Um, uh, that we're we're only down to two. They're they're going to be the two to get that that are the hardest to get answers from. I not that they're going to be opposed, just but elusive. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But um, it should. I, mean, I don't imagine it'll take that long. No, I can, I can go back to the crack house and talk to Liz. Thank you. I wonder if she's even still there. Hmm. Where would Liz be oh, right Jesus about now? Christ, do we not know where Liz is? <laughs> that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a much bigger problem. Like, no, no, it's not. It's not a Liz problem. It's just so we don't know where any. It, it could be. It could be me. It could be Akinji. We don't know where one of our Motley members is. Yeah, Liz? it's. It's been a hell of a It's 1.30 in the morning. Do you know where your Motley kids are? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know where you're with Um, I'm going to pull out my phone and text, hey, Liz, where are you? Oh, Is Liz okay. in the real right now? I don't think so. Um, okay. So what Liz was doing was, like, uh, obsessively cleaning everything in the house. It's sparkling for the first time in probably ages. Uh, and then after getting the text of, like, hey, we're, we 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 won, um, breathed a sigh of relief immediately. was like, okay, I'm going to sleep now uh, and is in the hollow. Okay. <laughs> so it, it does not get red. Let no, me see. Uh, no does does Liz always keep her phone on her? Mm -hmm. Um. Mm, yes, I feel okay. like that was. There was a conversation about phone safety early on, and I feel oh, like yes. the the yes, thing of was. keep your cell phone on you has been drilled in enough. Plus, otherwise, she would lose it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but Megan, you've been around long enough to know that Liz has been spending a ton of time in the hollow recently. Yeah, I'm she hasn't. I don't think Liz has point. been keeping that secret from anybody. No, mm -mm. right. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, about five minutes goes by and there's no answer. So yeah, you've you can draw your own conclusions about that. Mm. She's either fine or dead. One of the two. She's probably she's probably in the hollow at the moment. Exactly. I. I 95% fine, 5% dead, and there's nothing we can do either way. <laughs> but, of course there is. Uh, you can stop Liz from being fine pretty easily. 
<laughs> okay, that's a fair point. <laughs> All right, but regardless, it'll be okay. We just have to track down those last two and yeah. get there and get their consent, and then we'll be we'll be able to invite you into the motley proper. Oh, but... Alana, you would have had to spend a second point of willpower for the second pledge, by the way. Yep. But until then, you're a member of the Spring Court now and a member of the Freehold proper, so you've got the run of the place. You're welcome to anywhere within the the Spring Court houses or anywhere inside the Night Gallery that's not some other court's place. So, And I think you'll make a fine addition, by the way, in case you want outside confirmations from somebody who's not going to be in your motley. Sunset Blue leans over and says, "Mm." There there is a brief stop as she, like, goes to, like, throw the drink and then (laughs) realize what she's done and just sort of lower her hand. Hi. Hello. Have you met yet? I don't believe we've had the pleasure, uh, Alana. Wonderful. Excellent to finally meet you. Having been made aware at some point in the last three weeks of the spring court, you know who Sunset Blue is. She right. was the incumbent, effectively, Vernal Sovereign, even though there wasn't, hadn't been official one. Uh, Alana probably particularly would have drawn uh, knowledge of her, uh, at least the few times that you've seen her out in public at the night gallery. Uh, also another Ferris dancer. Possibly one of the most influential changelings in Baltimore itself. Not even... Outside of just the spring court. Mm. So. Alana having like registered who she's talking to after a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, very yeah, much and, just. And therefore of, does not feel the need to introduce herself. By right. 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 <laughs> uh, she just sort of like. Very much starstruck. Um, kind of goes a little pink. Um. I've seen you perform a couple times at uh, Night Gallery. Um, well, but uh, I wouldn't exactly call it performing, but thank you. I would. Like She's to- never been on stage. She's always in the audience dancing, but has the ability to simply command an entire club floor just by being part of the participating crowd. Uh, and you've heard rumors as well that she dances elsewhere in the city on the regular, and that's how she gets her glamour nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to do an empathy read. Okay. Go ahead with some empathy then. Do, 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 do. I'm just checking. You're playing yourself a little modest there, Sunset. Well, let's be honest. Really? Never mind. Please don't lay that on too thick. That's my job. Darling. I was wearing it before you were, and I'm giving it to you tomorrow. Show a little respect for your elders. I'm I'm asking that you show me a little less. She gives kind of a half smirk. Megan, you're having a hard time. You know that Sunset is a consummate... Yeah. social performer in that she reveals exactly what she wants. Absolutely. Honestly, there's a little Emma Frost in there. You know yeah. how it goes. Oh, um, yes. 
And why do you think I'm obsessed with her? <laughs> I do have to say, I would love to see what you could do if you got serious. Um, I I don't mean that as an insult. I have I, sweetheart. I'd love to see what you could do in competition. I've left that far in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I'm sort of going the other way. That's fine. Your desires are your own, like they say. And you can go ahead and give me a wits and empathy as well for Alana. Okay. Wits and empathy. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to spend willpower on this, but I'm not. Yeah, going for to. sure. I, I need that. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? No, no, no. I need that for later. If you're not spending <laughs> willpower on something frivolous, what are you even playing World of Dark Bits for? <laughs> you know what? Fine. Let's do it. Well, hold on. Yes. No. Okay. Fair enough. You need at least one for Motley Pledge. Yeah. And I need one for a potential scene later. That happens. So. Fair. Uh, no modifiers here. One success. One success. Can't get a read. Mm -hmm. Well, I do what I can. And tonight, if nothing else, has been... We'll call it a reality check. Phage just sort of grins, and you can you can tell that Phage isn't hiding any of it. Phage is still not quite believing that she's won, but also already making motions. It's Go ahead and give me an intelligence and politics for Phage, then. Yeah. Intelligence, politics, two successes. You grin and you see sunset kind of smile back at you, um, eyes very clear. And Leaffinger has stepped away to handle some more preparations for tomorrow, probably. And possibly for the first time, Tonight, it occurs to Phage that this was a very close election, and you pulled it out. You won, which means that just less than two-thirds of your court don't want you sitting where you are right now. Yep. So that's a thought. Mm. That's why she knows she's got motions to make and, and things to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. For what that's worth. She also knows that more than one third of a different court doesn't want her sitting where she is right now. And that's also true. Yeah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> no, fuck those guys. Didn't say out loud in characters. <laughs> um, 
You know, though, that every once in a while, Megan's just in an empty room and goes, you know, fuck them. Yeah. hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Zero external stimulus. <laughs> well, you've got a lot to do. Yeah, good conversations to have and your hands to shake and people to stare down. Your bejeweled crownness. Oh so, my fucking god. No I jewels on it, it actually, Megan, but it's a nice sentiment. It's a <laughs> metaphor. Metaphorical jewels, then. Yes. Fair enough. So we will leave you to it. It's going to be a new one every time, isn't it? It's almost like you know me. <laughs> so Alana um, just sort of as they, they, they look between the three uh, is just going to curtsy to to Phage, your highness, and then we'll just dash off into the into the uh, crowd. I'll get a drink on me. And there goes my charge. Have Check fun. me if you need anything. Are you heading back? tonight or I think I'm going to be spending tonight with Paige because after all of this nonsense I'm going to spend an evening away before I get ready for more nonsense tomorrow 100% Um, I'm probably I'm going to I will drop by drop by the house just to check on yes please keep an eye on this make sure everything's good there She's been getting in her head nearly as much as Lark has. Just keep an eye on her. Yeah, I will. I'm going to check in on her. I'll probably head back home, back to my place, if everything seems okay. I'll play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. Good plan. Also, I need to keep an eye on that one. So... Fair enough. Don't have Have too much fun. Yep, I I got a few more conversations to have. And I need then to talk. I need, I need. I need to talk with. Uh, I need to talk with Joey Hot Sauce about catering for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I already got you covered. Mm. <laughs> Good man. And he hands you just a uh, like a you know those little flip book notepads. Mm. Yeah. Just a, a small page pulled out of there, and there's a whole fucking menu already. Mm. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, each of these looks great. Don't worry, we'll have plenty, plenty for extras. And if some people decide they want the beef and the fish, we got that handled. You know who you're talking to. I'm going to be one of those somebodies. <laughs> Look, I've got like at least three of each of these set aside with, <laughs> you know, just a little crown name card thingy on it. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> and phage goes back to socializing i guess okay and she knows that every uh, single member of the spring court wants to at least shake hands with her today mm-hmm. whether it's For friendly sure. or otherwise and she can oh, yeah. and turn as mm-hmm. many of those friendly as she can go ahead and give me a manipulation and socialize then manipulation socialize can i put a willpower into this oh yeah mm-hmm. Marking a third one down. <coughs> I also have a thing that I can do, but I need to remember what it is. Two successes. You make some impressions. 
make a note of that role. All right. Meanwhile, Lark, you've uncovered this rhyme statement carved into the walls of this chamber. So what's next? She'll take a few moments to commit this to memory. And then she will continue walking around the, the chamber, reaching out and touching it. You make a full circuit. Still with each sound and vibration, giving you a little more information of what's to come, what's ahead of you. And you start to get the sense that... Actually, give me one more um, wits and occult. Oh, I'm sorry. Two. Uh, my mantle gives me an extra die on socialize rolls. One second. Go for it. Mm. Three successes. One, three successes. Okay. Two successes. Lark, you start to get the sense that this room is feels almost like either an exhibit or a training area that currently exists in a dream but that the principles and magics at work here exist on their own that if you can harness this sort of magic that is so much more easily accessible and apparent here you could use it in the hedge and out there in the real Where the right sound at the right time expressed and possibly heard in the right way can see something coming, reflect that information back if you know how to listen for it. And prevent things possibly. Like people dying or people having to be killed. With that, um, Lark will create a door and step out. Okay. What is Liz doing tonight? Um, Besides clean and then go to sleep. Anything particular? Uh, um, no, I think for for the she's trying to just relax for the first okay. time in a, in a in a fair number of weeks. All right, Alana, Phage, Megan. Is there anything else you need to do at this? after party you're at before retiring for the night 
don't um, think so. Once, once Phage has gotten her fair share of socializing and met everybody, and like she's probably she's probably closing the party down because she's mm-hmm. the current new monarch and needs to do that, but not anything in particular. No okay. cat. Megan is going to, and this doesn't need to be necessarily played out, but uh, uh, Megan is going to essentially uh, accompany Alana as long as she's comfortable with that around the party. And you, since this is very specific, very much a a a spring focused event. Oh yeah, is going to use this as a primer for the ardent rule and all the different iterations of your desires are your own. There's an emphasis on every word in that sentence. Emphasis on it's an, it can be interpreted with every word being emphasized differently. Um, and what each of those means, uh, you're responsible for your own desires. You're not, resp- you know, not inflicting it upon others. Respect other people's desires as long as it's not harming other people. Differentiation between desires and needs. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Differentiation between desire and other negative emotions or positive emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And basic, yeah, she she is basically in. let me prepare you as much as possible for for and understand the ways of the court and what it means to be a spring courtier. Cool. And also meet people. Yeah, absolutely. And this is sort of a debutante tour to an yep. extent for uh for Alana. Um there's also a couple of very new um spring courtiers here as well other people who have fairly recently since the end of the winter war come out of the hedge and been sworn in uh to the spring court uh, you meet an elemental mannequin named chrome blank who is literally just shiny metal almost their entire body nice. um and you meet a beast wing called kettles uh who who genuinely puts anybody who comes across him in mind of one of the uh one of the vultures from Disney's The Jungle Book. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, down, down to the Beatles haircut. Um, but does not have an English accent. Uh, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and. But you make your way through all 20-ish members. 19, 20? Anyway. There's a, around somewhere around 20 members of the Spring Court, all of whom are in attendance here tonight. And you at least put names with faces for all of them, that you, especially those you haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Phage, the party begins to wind down. Um, the Leaf Finger comes over a couple of times to check in on a few questions or uh, confirmations that he wants for the events of the morrow. Um, and you guys set a time for... Uh, just past noon for when the festivities are going to commence for the coronation. And everybody eventually goes their ways to wherever they're going to rest. And I get a read on Blue Finger over the course of the evening. Wits and empathy, go for it. Mm. I'm trying to see how the unexpected no, you can stay in charge uh, of the of the 
of the the night gallery hit with him and everything else over the night. Two successes. Let me make a roll for him. Which Molly is he in? There he is. No idea. Damn. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. What you're getting off of him, I mean, it's not like he's a refrigerator and a motionless. You're getting a an individual who has a job that he enjoys and is dead set on working towards the successful completion thereof. This is he's he's in task mode right now, but being spring court, he goes into task mode on things that are fun tasks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I will ask him one last thing before the night is over. Okay. Uh, sort of catching off one side. Leafinger, answer so- me honestly and take that however you feel like taking it. <laughs> what was your purpose in bringing the High Thunders into the keyhole? We needed more people. I needed more votes. And there's something hanging over this city. I'm not the only one who feels that, then. Sometimes you need to circle the wagons, and sometimes those wagons mean the people you passed on the trail a few months back. Someone you... They're people you met before you came. In... To an extent. More heard of by rumor. Mm. Not the question I thought you were going to ask me. <laughs> That's just saying full of surprises. I can handle that. You've done a good job. Keep doing yes, it. Yes, I know. Mm. It wouldn't have been as close as it had if I hadn't done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Also, tell that shit-talking singer of hers that I noticed. Hmm. Which one? Lark. Hmm. (laughs) Not mad noticed, just noticed. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay, just so we have that clear. Hmm. How's the beard? What beard? I don't have one. Hmm. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, are you going to pull a John Coffin on me? I'm just considering. I've got ideas. Yeah, okay. I'd rock the fuck out of a beard. You would. Don't e- don't even play. I'll be honest. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of considering not doing it because it might just make you more handsome. <laughs> Flattery will get you many places. Well, have a good night, Leafinger. All right, we'll get this place cleaned up and set. And she'll head out for the night. Okay. Everybody awakens the next morning and gets a willpower back. 
Ten. Lark, you wake up on your downstairs couch. Which is not the room that you drank. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She will stumble to her feet and go upstairs and grab her phone and get dressed. Okay. Wasn't there a message from Alana? Yep. Mm -hmm. You're muted, Julia. I keep doing that. Yes, uh, there was a text from Alana. What did it say? Um, how would you feel about shopping tomorrow? Question mark. This was sent last night. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. She'll she'll text back. Uh, when is good for you? I'll pick you up. What time is coronation? A little, uh, just past noon. Ten, question mark? Well, what, what time would this be happening? How early morning? I'm thinking around eight, probably. So, yeah. You did have a comparatively early bed last night, <laughs> based on the time you um, knocked yourself out. <laughs> so, probably she'll, she'll be awake and text back 9.30, question mark. Uh, and she'll text back, sure. Yeah, Alana's probably been up since about six. Of note, uh, when they left uh, the night before, uh, Megan would have asked where Alana want to be dropped off. Do you want to? Do you want to go to a place? I, I assume you, I would know that at this point. Do you want to? Um, I assume not. I assume not the crack house. Doesn't help that you call it the crack house. <laughs> well, she doesn't really have a place to go otherwise. I mean, she's unless you space. unless you were going to try I'm and heading. take Lark up on that offer to live with her, I think was made right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've I've got space at my place. Of course, like it would have been completely unconscious, and the yeah. door would well, have yeah. been locked. So, <laughs> uh, so probably would flashback have, to uh... last night when Alana breaks into <laughs> Lark's house. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a bad idea. <laughs> she probably would have crashed on Megan's couch. Okay. So she will give that address. Clerk will go get her at 9 30. Okay. Age was is... waiting to congratulate Phage when you got home last night. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um it was it was a slightly more sedate greeting uh and a celebration than the one that you had just come from, uh, especially considering that this one only involved two people rather than twenty. I was about to say it's uh, a low bar to be more sedate than a spring -like <laughs> election celebration. <laughs> um, but you guys spend the night uh, and probably sleep in a bit. Although you do know that you've got some preparations for the day. Uh, sleep in as I'll sleep in as much as time will allow. Right. Exactly. 
Um, which I would say probably at the latest would be about the time that uh, that Lark is picking up Alana. Yeah, that's right. Um, or maybe Megan a little earlier. Have, up to you. Megan would have headed off before Lark showed up, just so doesn't feel like she's trying to trying to happen to be there. <laughs> Megan, you get a text from Liz at like I, five in the morning. Okay. I'm alive. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, I, she would have stopped by and checked. Oh, okay. Because I said I was going then. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You stopped by, popped in. Okay, you're safe. Cool. Right. Yeah. 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 You stick your head in the hollow, and listen, butterfly, or just you know, starfished probably yep. on whatever they sleep on. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> it's like, yep. Okay. You can yeah, see chests rise, fall, for... and it's like, all right, we're good. Cool. Megan would have gone out for her, for her morning run. Delayed that a little bit so she can be out while, when when Lark shows up. Okay. All right. So where's Lark taking uh, Alana? Um, probably because I know there's like a strip of stores that Lark usually goes to oh, that yeah. are like high end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she will most likely be taking her there. Okay. Yeah, so, you, yeah, you run through you run through the uh, you run through Fashion Row, uh, which is, you know, uh, there's there's plenty of fancy stores. It's a major American city, uh, and Lark's been around long enough to know where they are and which ones are the best. What and what sort of things are you guys acquiring for Alana here? Would you say? Hmm? Um, okay, so, like, when she picks her up and Alana gets in the car, Lark will just start listing. Okay, so you don't have, like, anything, right? Um, I mean, I have the dress and the shoes I came back in, and Megan's let me borrow some stuff. Right, so you have, like, nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're gonna need outfits, you're going to need shoes. You're going to need hair products, makeup. And she's just like going on a list of everything. Alana is just seeing dollar signs in her head. Right. And like almost reading her mind, she will say, don't worry about the cost of anything. Sorry, it's it's habit. Seriously, don't. Okay? I can afford it. Go ahead, and I'm going to say... Roll me a resolve and composure clarity roll for Alana. Mm -hmm. Resolve, composure, and clarity. No, this is this okay. is a clarity roll, but your dice pool is resolving composure. Hmm? Okie dokie. No modifiers. Four successes. There's a jitter in your consciousness, as you say, it's a habit. As part of your memory whiplashes 
and you go as as a voice kind of off to somewhere in the back of your mind goes habit how is this a habit you've been back for three weeks and previous to that you didn't care about the cost of anything for over a decade just sort of pinch the bridge of her nose and shake her head you okay yeah um It's nothing. Right. I'm not sure what happened, if I'm being honest. Um, From my experience, it's normal for being a changeling. I think it's resurfacing of memories from before. That happens, I hear. And remember a few things, Um, nothing huge, just small memories that I've held on to that kept me going. But other than that, um, I don't remember a lot. That's also normal. I mean, everyone's different. I remembered nothing from before. Doesn't that make you curious? A little. But I've got other things to deal with. Fair enough. All right. She pulls into a parking spot. Let's figure out what your style is. Um, outdated at best. Um, yeah, you didn't really get the primer. Um, see, I was taken when I was 16. Um, it, I didn't expect 10 years to go by. So... Be learning a lot, and uh, I did have my first drink. Uh, Megan helped with that. Uh, it's just sometimes hard to remember that I'm a grown. She stops herself because she was going to say grown up, but says adult. Mark <clears throat> will put her hand on hers. It's a lot to deal with at first, I know. It does get better. 
there's you know, it's just so much. Um, but you've you've been through all this. You know, I'm not telling you anything new. But you can tell me if you need to talk. Um, well, there is a question that I'm supposed to ask. Yeah. Um, last night I swore fealty to Phage and the Spring Court in the keyhold. And I, your motley has made me feel like I have a family and So you want to be part of this? If you'll have me. Lurk will take a moment and look her over. Yeah, I have you. There's also one more thing I want to ask. Um, I need I need space. Um, not like from people. I, I need somewhere to practice. I haven't been able to properly have any form of dance practice since I came back and I'm, it's not that I'm rusty, but it's I was and she just sort of locks up and visibly shudders. I need to be able to do the pop dance. I need to be able to do the things I wasn't allowed to do while I was in my durance. That's the word, right? Yes. Okay. But... Uh. I'd love to have, find a place to practice and I'd really like to show you and Megan what I can do. My offer still stands. If you want to stay with me, you can. But if you would like to, I, I, I live in a freaking mansion. Um, if you would like to have space to practice, you can come over. She just sort of blinks a few times. They really did leave a lot out about you. Lark, go ahead and give me a intelligence and do you have any dots and crafts? I think I do. Hold on. I have one. Intelligence and crafts roll. Hmm. Zero. Okay. You do live in a mansion. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. Adele was not particularly fitness-minded. Probably didn't have, like, a home gym or really much in the way of big spaces. She had a cellar, though. She has a cellar. But the roof down there is kind of low and also very distinctly reserved for the use of ghosts through most of the week. 
It, you could. You do have a fuck ton of money. You could hire a contractor and do a remodel or an addition or something like that. There, there's not a ton of extra space on the property, but you could maybe mm -hmm. finagle something there. I feel like there. You also have a very crafty sort of uh, motley mates <laughs> who might have some insider suggestions on that sort of thing. Some of them will probably be wildly impractical, but there will definitely be no shortage of suggestions. And the ability to make them happen fast, if I recall, Liss's yes. contracts. Uh huh. Yep. I feel like there's a. The, uh, I always envisioned it anyways, and mm -hmm. we never went out there. So, so, so this can absolutely not be the case. I always envisioned a pretty decently sized, granted, creepy and probably over, over, over vegetated, but uh, a, a decently sized backyard that maybe if there was some stuff cleared out, there could be either a separate, you know, separate small building. Or an addition to the house, if you really wanted to go that that in depth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Build okay. a small studio in the backyard. You might have to move a few graves, but you know. Okay. They, then, like, we'll say um, on second thought. Well, there might not be a ton of space for you to dance. We Give could me a wits in a cult as well, actually, uh, Lark. Mm -hmm. As you remember, the dance might awaken the dead. <laughs> They're already awake. It just might make them pay the attention. You do, however, <laughs> also have access to a second piece of property that is psychoreactive and with a little bit of time and investment can give you space for free. Wait, what do I have access the hollow. to? The hollow. You could oh, make a okay. dance. You could, you could, if somebody's willing to buy extra, a uh, couple extra merit dots in hollow, yeah. you could, in very short order and for absolutely zero money, get her a potentially slightly odd, but very functional dance studio there, especially if it's just something she needs for space for herself. We might be able to get one in the hollow. I've not been inside yet. I understand. Uh, Liz, just, Liz is very crafty. We can talk to her. Uh, I could just build an expansion. And if all else fails, I'll just buy you a studio. <laughs> no. Also that. <laughs> also that. <clears throat> Look, I know... You have. I like to think the nose have started out initially very <laughs> strident and, you know, firm <laughs> and have just gotten increasingly weaker and more plaintive as they keep happening. It's, happen it's, to happen. it's, hmm? it's very, very submissive at a point of just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like where like, the no like, is actually a question mark. Is it no? Like, like. <laughs> Lark is offering Alana literally everything she wants, and it's it's very very tempting for her. Um, uh, I we can I think I'd like to try the hollow. 
Okay. Um, I don't want to go in alone. I I mean, but. like, Liz goes in there all the time, but I can go in with you if you want me to. I'm not going to make you go anywhere you don't want to. I can go in if it makes you more comfortable. I think I'd like that, but if memory serves with the time I have been at the crack house, um, Liz spends a lot of time in there, so she will be, she will be in there. But I, I, I wouldn't mind extra company. Yeah, this basically lives in the hollow. Why? She likes it. She's Liz. Have you met her? Yeah, um, sort of like the impression that I got off of her, especially the first time, was sort of like if a garden gnome was the patron saint of bad crochet. That's a good first impression to get off of this, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'd like that, and um. As long as I can play music in there, it doesn't really. You have to talk to Liz. It should be fine. Like I said, I can just build an expansion off the back of the house. Okay. Or just outright buy a studio, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Or just buy. I, I know you have more money than God or whatever, but. I have a lot of money. I've I've yet to come close to making a dent. We can talk about it. For now, let's forget about everything else and do some shopping. Absolutely. All right. And we blitz across town to the crack house. <clears throat> Liz has come out. You got your message, your text messages and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and you've been out in the real for a bit. Give me a wits and composure for Liz. Sure. Two successes. Two successes. Okay. You hear the screech of tires outside as a vehicle comes. Like, you, you know what it's like to be in a vehicle that's just being driven recklessly and too fast. Yes, Celeste is driven. This, the the car coming down, which Liz probably does not know, but is a 1970 Chevrolet El Camino. Um, with very bad paint. Is not being driven recklessly. It's just being driven very badly. 
Oh, is this the lawyer? Was that his car? No. Mm. No. Okay, I was trying to remember whose car that was. I mean, he was a bad driver. I told him so repeatedly. He's not <laughs> he bad. He's just drunk. driver. And bad one one tire bumps up over the curb as this thing grind screeches to a halt, and a figure leaps out of the passenger side, having crossed there from the driver's seat, mm-hmm. and just sprints up to the door and bangs on it very hard. Give me a. You can give me another wits and composure minus two. This person's moving very fast. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Three successes. You do catch the glint of what looks like a mantle of golden coins all stitched together, and long oh. black hair flying behind. This is tag. Okay, I open the door. He's a very bad driver, apparently. He's waving a slip of paper. You did it! You did it! Mm. Yeah, I did. So, are we doing this? Because Clink has been a disappointment on the prognostication, very talented in certain ways on some aspects, so not entirely yes. a disappointment. But he's not really a C, he's not a, he's not a yes. scribe. Yes, he's a diviner. He would not make it as a diviner. But yes. you, young lady, you have a gift. You have a capacity. And I can train you. I can train this one. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes. You see, I forgot to actually kind of square. This is the most enthusiastic you have ever seen this man mm-hmm. in his life. He is always very sort of reserved librarian archivist, you know, right? This is yeah. this is unprecedented, disproportionate, you might say. Mm-hmm. Very well. All right. Your training will begin very soon. Uh, there is, of course, the matter of the coronation, which most people should be at. As archivist, I will be required to be present to document, uh, as one would expect, and also collect the uh, the information, the strands of fate, etc., etc., uh, which you also must be doing constantly. Constant vigilance, do you understand? Mm. Yes. Be, be observant of every single fabric, vibrating strand of fate around you, and categorize them. Yes. Specifically. Is no telling where the the hints of the future might emanate. Hmm. So you need yes. to understand hmm. that that is that is the first lesson, one of the many first lessons that you will you will you will have in your apprenticeship for the college. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Uh, there's a place to sit down in here. I think last time I was here, somebody was dead. Yes. Adele was dead. It was unfortunate. Uh, yes, let's uh-huh. let's uh, take a seat and uh, and get this uh, get this underway, my young apprentice. All right. So, uh, I tag archivist of the Autumn Court of the Ashen Circle. To, to uh, he starts de- declaiming while uh-huh. you're walking in. Okay. Do hereby pledge to take lists. Do you have a last name? Doesn't matter. Uh, as my apprentice and prospective member of the College of Worms until such a time as her training is complete and she may join the academics as a full-fledged diviner of the How secrets. How long for that? Until it's done. It's always until it's done. 
How many others are there? How many others what? Hmm, diviners? Augers? In the college. In the college? Oh. No one truly knows. We are spread across the globe. And no one person knows everyone, of course. So that scope of understanding, there may be there may be one or two other archivists who documented everyone, but I would say hundreds, hundreds maybe. Across the countries, throughout the various realms, some living almost entirely within the hedge, some who have purportedly stretched their sight so far as to gaze glimpses of the forbidden lands from which we have all escaped. Mm. So, uh, but uh, it's mostly about data. It's mostly data collection and correlation and interpretation. It's mostly it's mostly data. Mm. Okay. So don't don't get too exa- you're not particularly adventurous, are you? Don't strike me as a very adventurous. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yes, uh, take lists of the motley unlikely, a uh, member of the keyhold of Baltimore, member of the Autumn Court in the Ashen Circle herself, as apprentice until her training is complete and she is ready to enter the College of Worms proper. Mm. I uh, so swear this upon my weird and the sacred sacraments of the Divinus College and the strands of fate that fall upon the Maryland Fall Line uh, until such a time as my conference be concluded and my pledge be fulfilled uh, or Liss refuse to participate further in training and quits the Order of Urban Court. Hmm. Yeah, and he holds out his hand like he's trying to shake yours. I'll shake it. Okay, and you feel a pledge activate. Weirdly, there wasn't anything required of you during yeah. this pledge, you notice. Mm-hmm. This is very one-sided. Excellent. Well, now, uh, I was so excited, I left without my tie. Hmm. This man is halfway between Gandalf and Brian Blessed. I have one. Well, if you're not using it. Mm. Yeah. Let's scurry off. And it's got like random, like you pick up like t- a bunch of random clothes from Goodwill to take apart and put back right. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's gonna, there's gonna, gonna be at least a few neckties in there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it was halfway between Gandalf and uh, the 11th Doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you go up, you sort through, are you, have you moved all your stuff into the hollow or is that still out like in your workroom? It's still out. It was like in one more wits and composure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you're sorting through stuff, it takes you a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. She, she, like, shut. You do the cleaning where you shove it all into the box. Yeah, sort of thing. Three successes. I Three successes. Good. You're about halfway through sorting through when you hear a kettle whistling downstairs. Oh. Um, but eventually, you find a couple of neckties, uh, and yeah, I I bring them all. And okay. go find the whistling kettle. Yeah, uh, he's uh, tags in the kitchen uh, and is in the process of steeping a cup of tea. Um, uh, slight correction. He's in the process of steeping the last cup of tea. There are about 20 cups of tea currently in various stages of steeping. Um, uh. And it's all loose leaf. Like he's ripped open the tea bags and dumped the the loose bits in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think you see where this is headed? 
Yeah. I don't know how old they are. Oh. Destiny doesn't care how old the tea is. Mm. Which one first? Well, my apprentice, that is the question, isn't it? I point. No, usually I just pick one. Mm. And he begins taking a sip and then pouring all the tea down the sink, flipping the cup upside down onto the saucer, you know, and doing the the Uh entire thing to uh make a series of right now. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. I'm going to. Going to join in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and give me an intelligence and occult role. Excellent. Divination by tea leaves. Yeah. The classic. The classic for a reason. Three successes. Three successes. Uh, You get all of the tea disposed of and a little bit of it drunk. Uh, Butterfly wanders in halfway through and just sits off to the corner, off to the side, eating a piece of string cheese. Um, And at the end of it, you guys have a number of saucers. (laughs) All right. Get your books. Draw them all out. Record them. And then analyze their significance. Mm. Okay. Excellent. I'll see you at the coronation. And he leaves. Mm. I'm official. Turn over, look over at Butterfly. She points at one. Dicks. Mm. (laughs) After Butterfly. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I take out my... I'm coming to the party. Okay. Do... Oh, okay. Uh, I have to stay focused. Uh, There's lots of clothes to choose from if you want to dress up uh, in... I point over to the room where where the ties were. Okay. Mm. Oh! Hmm. Flowers and petals. Let's go. And she wanders off into the room. Okay. Uh, and you hear you hear kind of a thump. And then another thump. And you're familiar enough with the sound of somebody just taking a box full of clothes and dumping it on the floor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll have to clear that up later. It's fine, though. Uh, and this is going to keep drying the tea leaves as ordered to. Okay. There you go, then. Uh, so with three successes, you... Take a record, you have, you don't know what you're supposed to be pulling out of this. Mm. So what, what are, what are the salient aspects that you think Liss would focus on recording? Mm. The shape and the coloration. Okay. Sure. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Mm. All right. So that takes you probably about an hour at least. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, Megan, is there anything you're doing pre-coronation? Um, Megan is so uh, potentially nothing. We'll see how this okay. goes. Um, <laughs> Megan is she goes on her run. Uh, she mm-hmm. does not go back home. Okay. Uh, she is heading over Lark's place, and she's gonna okay. wait there. If she doesn't arrive 
by enough time for her mm-hmm. to, to the, then she will leave and she will go to the coronation. Okay. Paige. You spend a bit of a leisurely morning with Paige and then probably how how much lead time do you think Paige would be giving herself to get ready and get over to the coronation? She wants to get there at least half an hour before she's supposed to be. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you've got hour and a half, two hours at home then uh, for whatever preparations you need to make. And then you can head over uh, and probably be one of the one of the first non-workers, as it were, at the night gallery for the for the celebration. Uh, Would Lark be getting Alana back to the mansion? In order to get ready, or because I assume you guys are shopping for things that some of you are probably at least going to wear. Yeah, Lark definitely is for okay. herself. Right. Um, it, she she would invite Alana back, like if they wanted to go get ready there and then go over. Yeah, sure, that works for me. Okay, okay. She so says with like an, an arm full of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say probably hour, hour and 15 before a good departure time. Uh, Megan, you see Lark okay. pulling up. Mm. Cool. And she's just sitting there. She is in her, her workout, the, like an A-shirt, shorts, and she has her uh, a duffel bag with her. Just sitting on the porch. Megan? Waves. Hey. Uh, so I was out doing my morning thing. And I realize there's something we haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. I've been working, working with you on how to fight. Yeah. And we haven't practiced in a while. Yeah. Now doesn't have to be the time. No, we're busy. about to go to the coronation. Well, there's still time. But yeah, now doesn't have to be the time. I just got it in my head. Uh-huh. I brought her back alive. That wasn't even a remote concern. Mm-hmm. It's What's this serious. About fighting? What? What's this about fighting? Oh, I've been I've I've been teaching Lark how to fight since for a bit. I know how to fight. Lark has. Um, Alana, why don't you go get ready? I want to talk to Megan for a second. Um, she'll just hold her hand out for the keys. You're good, hon. Oh, Lark's like opening the door as she. She will. She'll go direct inside. her where to go. Yeah. Yeah. And Alana is going to um, glam the fuck up. Okay. Yep. Uh, partway through your glow up, uh, you hear a kind of a and there's a cat (laughs) who's just kind of comes in, sits down, washes his face in a sort of contemptuous manner, and then rubs up in between your legs. Well, hi there. Kitty, or as, as, as the former me would say, squatter. (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile out on the porch meanwhile yep why are you here and what is this about 
because I know it's not about fighting. It legitimately is. You you show up out of the blue mm-hmm. after weeks, and you're like, "Hey, let's work on fighting." Like an hour before the coronation. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. What about that? Confusing. I didn't say it was confusing. I said it was a lie. I mean, you can say it is, and if you don't believe me, that's fine. If you have something to say to me or ask me, just say it. He stands up. It is legitimately about the fact that now that a member of our motley is the regent, we're in a position of prominence and that makes us potentially conceivably not guaranteed but possibly targets and I have been I am more than respectful about the fact and understanding of the fact that you need time I'm all for that I haven't tried to push in. I haven't tried to. I fought, I've actually fought every natural instinct I have to come over and say, hey, are you doing okay? Are you doing okay? Because I know that's not what you need. And I appreciate that. But if you're going to stay keeping your distance, which again, I understand, take all the time you need, you also are going to need to be able to take care of yourself a little bit better. She, like, motioned towards where Alana went. I'm not completely keeping my distance. I know that, and I appreciate that. This has nothing to do with Alana. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I adore you, but if I thought there was any remote threat there, I would have put a stop to that, to, to, to you guys getting together. I don't think there is. I trust you. All right. It was very legitimately, honestly, what I said. Okay. You're right. Now is probably not the best time. I didn't know how long you were going to be. I've been here for an hour. You just happened to show up when I was out with her. You just happened to go out with her the night after we got it. We got ourselves a region. Hey, she sent me the text I, to ask if we wanted to go out. Yeah, and I'm going to be annoying here and say I think it's very, very, very good and uh, of you to 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 accept the reach out. Because I don't know if that's necessarily that was necessarily easy for you. I have reasons. Well, now I'm curious. I have reasons. That's all you need to know right now. Okay. 
Fair enough. Like I said, I trust you. Do you want to come in and get ready? I'll be honest. All my stuff is back at my back at my. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure. I would be more than happy to do so. You know, I love your place, but yeah. Anyways, I'll see you there. All right. See you there. Yep. And I head out. Okay. Marco, go get ready. Sounds good. So people prepare. And I think we could safely move to the night gallery once again. As the keyhole descends. There's only a few events every season that demand a full quorum of the keyhole. But a coronation is certainly one of them. The place is decked out in massive opulence. Leifinger has, to quote a famous billionaire, spared no expense. And the smells coming out of the kitchen, the music that's coming from the the PA system, everything here screams spring celebration, no holds barred, limits are for suckers, and we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And that's just when you get there, Phage. Hmm? <laughs> you are probably among, you're, you're probably the first one there who isn't working the event. Um, but as you come in, uh, Will meets you at the door, puts a cup, a uh, champagne flute in your hand, says, that's not champagne. I got to get back. Mm. She looks at it, checks what it is. Give me a wits in a cult. Mm. Or no, intelligence in a cult on this case. Mm. Oh, same same role, really. One success. What are Phage's three favorite drinks. Hmm. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Yes. Okay. Um, probably, uh, and this is absolutely, ultimately Phage, um, A uh, the first in the first in the list is a suicide. Just okay. like walk down the walk down the drink aisle and hit everything on the on on the on the on the on the vendor. Um, uh, second on the list, uh, probably. Uh, Something I'm not I don't know enough about drinks to, to name this drink off the top of my head, 
but something very heavy on uh, scotch and probably oranges. Okay. Um, which I think actually is a blood and sand, like I ordered in the Marvel game. <laughs> um, uh, and then third in the list is just uh, like orange cream soda. Okay. It starts as orange cream soda. <laughs> so that's what it's at right now. Yeah. She just starts downing it. It, however, is crystal clear, transparent, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, uh, upon inspection, she just, why hold back? Drink it. All right. Stage one, cream soda. Stage two, apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> you down it. It is a whatever brand of that carbonated beverage, that soft drink that Phage is most nostalgic about. This feels like a very, very close approximation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you down the whole th- flute, hmm? uh, and then uh, as you do so, it slowly begins to refill from the bottom. Same liquid. Hmm? Where are you headed? Hmm? Uh, she's headed backstage to get to work on preparations as she dies okay. the second time. Sounds good. Uh, blood and sand next time. Hmm? Yep. And once again, refills. Hmm? And it's just going to cycle for those three drinks. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what she's figuring. Mm-hmm. So two hits of sugar, one hit of alcohol. Yep. Mm-hmm. But as the rest of you slowly begin to trail in, the entire keyhole seems to be present. Uh, Rhyme, uh, the elemental snowskin, who's a member of Gale's Motley and also uh, part of Common Security, uh, is running the door. And as you all show up, you're escorted into a party that is somehow already in full swing as soon as the first person comes through. And ultimately, there's a good almost 70 people on the interior of the night gallery by the time that things start to kick off. The event is energetic. It is open. And even the most retiring of winter court finds a measure of cathartic relief within the walls of the night gallery as the celebration begins. And all of you are able to... There's there's a weird sort of changing energy. If you're in the mood for a party where, you know, it's just a few people having a quiet time and a cheerful conversation around a warm small-scale table, 
there's a one of the smaller rooms you can find that atmosphere if you're looking to throw down and mosh it out there's a room where that is happening and you can see that there's a number of changelings here there's also a number of mortals here and they are having the time of their lives in a open and uninhibited manner. Paige, did you bring Paige with you? When if she you wanted came? to come. Yeah, oh, she yeah. She, was, she wasn't going to miss it if she could, if she was given the option. Oh, yeah. You see her drifting through crowds, sampling from room to room, Wide smile on her face, having a great time. And the rest of you, what are you guys looking for as you come in through these doors? Fucking name it. Okay. Um, I mean, no, legitimately, she's kind of all over the place. Okay. Um, she is. She she will definitely spend some time in the beating people, beating each other up area but that will probably be later um megan's not scared of a good fight dance fuck no (laughs) um she will be all over the 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 not fighty dance floor too she'll probably try to try to dance with everybody in and associated with the motley okay that is open to it all right um but she, like, she's a, she's freaking everywhere. She's at the bar. She's in the back room. She, is, I mean, this is probably the least restrained she's ever been. Did you say least restrained? Correct. Okay. All right. Sounds but good. But also trying as much as that is possible when you are the level of, of probably inebriation to still be checking on everybody and making sure everybody's okay. Okay. Uh, Lark, you came over with Alana, I assume. Yes. What are the two of you looking for? Um, I mean, Lark will hang near Alana. Because this can kind of be overwhelming. At the same time, Lurk's looking for Barnaby. All right. Sounds good. And what about Alana? Uh, Alana's looking to to drink, to dance, and to, in general, just have fun. Okay. Um, This is the first time she's been able to, like, it's it's not been, like, mission-oriented since she got out, if that makes sense. Sure. This is the first chance for her to like breathe and actually just exist for a night. Fantastic. Uh, go ahead and give me a presence and socialize for Alana then. Okay. Socialize. One success. Okay. There's a lot of new people here that you're unfamiliar with. A couple of what seem like younger changelings sort of 
glom onto you a bit. You catch a couple names. Uh, Asha Bell, Highlighter, Arthana, Desdemona, play, uh, names like this that are just sort of uh, rippling through. Everybody seems to be intense in their own way, but it's always in a very interesting way. Meanwhile, Liz. Yeah. What do you first do when you come in with Butterfly? Hmm? Uh, I will say Akajin picked you guys up. If yeah, you, yeah, or yeah. Provided that's that's the, what you know, I figured. Hand wave, hand wave. You're there. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. Um, Liz d- doesn't particularly want to be at a party right now, but uh, there's a lot of people. It's slightly too many people, but she's really excited that Butterfly is here. So she's watching Butterfly and probably just kind of following her lead. And if it gets too intense or too much, then she might peel off and do her own thing but it depends on what you consider too much or too intense the very first thing butterfly does is run up both flights of stairs and jump off the top mezzanine Uh (laughs) uh-huh she's a wind wing so she just glides her way around and down i panic slightly when she says it's falling (laughs) right uh and she does that like three or four times just runs a loop you Mm -hmm. know right and then grabs your hand and says, um, oh, how would she phrase it? Circus! Uh, and drags you out onto the dance floor. Mm. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to try. Uh, right now, you guys are in a room. Okay. Uh, where a sort of weird Irish step dance line dance fusion thing is happening right now okay Uh, so it's active but it's also very systematic and all you have to do is copy what the people on either side of you are doing that's doable Uh, that's doable you you can manage you can manage pretty well yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and yeah no it's it's basically celebratory jazz exercise at this point you know kind of thing um and and, uh, butterfly seems to get a real kick out of it at one point, though, there's a little bit of a pause between, and you see Phage walking through the hallway outside. Oh, I, 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 um, peel off and go after her. Okay, all right. You catch up with Phage on uh, in a slightly more sedate. There's always a hallway at a party where, like, the active party isn't happening, but it's a good way to get from the place to place to place where the party is very much happening. Hi, I made you this. Oh, Lizzie shoves a card at you. Um, it is like the most exuberant children's card you've ever seen, basically. Uh, it's chock full of stuff. When you open it, it is going to pop out and do like that, you know, the cards that do the unfolding dramatic yeah. little like a yeah, house yeah. or something that comes out like the paper. Yeah, kind of pop like out the, like paper craft pop out. Yeah. House, yeah, she's not great at it, so it's probably not super good. And she was sort of distracted by a lot of things going on this morning. So, whether mm. you can tell what it is or not, uh, it is uh, the hollow, though. That's beautiful, Liz. Thank you. Congratulations. I knew you'd win. Yeah, I'm still a little surprised myself. You wouldn't have made Ooh, it. Parade, and there's a report like a gunshot. Mm. I duck. Uh, as Butterfly found a party popper somewhere and just oh. confetti oh, and glitter over top of both of you. 
Literally, uh, I wasn't sure how that when when when, when list when list ducks, uh, Phage will just sort of kneel down to to match Liss's height because she's massive even when Liss is standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just says, "I do have a question for you." Yeah. You remember we've been taking care of Alana, past couple of weeks. Uh huh. She's interested in joining the Motley. Want to oh. ask everyone around and see how you're feeling about it. Right. Are you okay with it? It doesn't go through unless everyone's okay with it. Are you asking as my? I'm asking. I'm asking as your sister in the Motley. I don't ever mm. want you to look at me as the regent. Mm. She's fine. But are you okay with her joining the Motley? She's fine. What an answer, Liz. That is an answer. Is that an affirmative answer? No. So you don't want her joining the Motley? Mm. I don't know. You've got time. Think on it. Great. A butterfly has begun marching off down the hall, uh, singing the Notre Dame fight song at the top of her lungs. Also, okay. probably want to follow your girlfriend. Don't tell me what to do. Listen. Sure enough. Go ahead. <laughs> Liz dashes the opposite direction and is going to find some place quiet to be. You know of a quiet place in the night gallery. Yep. She heads up there. Okay. Uh, Lark, uh, while you're sort of monitoring Alana, um, Barnaby comes out of a, uh, of a, of a knot in the crowd. Um, one of his horns just has somebody's phone number written on it in lipstick, he does not seem to have noticed. 410-555-7713. Remember, like, there's plenty of grave space in that cellar. <laughs> and then the yard. Hey. She, when, when he comes up and she sees this, she will just be com- completely like dry faced and whose number is that he does that sort of thing have you ever seen like a dog trying to trying to sniff yes. its own ear you know he like does a full circle and then pulls out his phone and takes a photo of himself and kind of and then realizes he could have just done the front facing camera and looked at it That's Sarah's number. You know Sarah as Sarah Bloodred. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to fucking... Drunk is she? Who isn't right about now? <laughs> right. And you know, like, there is... Right. There, there is no reason you would right, do that unless you were fucking with your Motley mate because mm-hmm. he has her number. <laughs> She's one of the people he practically lives with, you know, kind of thing. 
Well, that's hilarious. Hi, you're out. I am. Not like, you know, but. No, I I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. How you doing? I'm a lot better right now. Good. Uh, three people have tried to get me to dance. Um, somebody asked me if they could do a body shot off of me. And I think I... Are Silk Strings and Megan a thing? You know Silk Strings is uh, Sunset Blue's driver. Oh. She's like this spider kind of uh, Venom Bite uh, member. Uh, she's a member of the Autumn Court. Uh, so you know her through there as well. Hmm. I don't think so, but I wouldn't okay. be surprised I saw them making if out they were stairwell, right now. So yeah, I was just that's, like, that's, mm. Megan does that. It, uh, yeah. Okay, I just... This is a lot. It's spring. It is. It really is. It's a hell of a lot better than winter. You know, I feel like winter has its place, but the, the, this city can use a break. Yeah. Can I be the fourth person to ask you to dance? You can be the fourth person to ask and the first person who gets accepted. Mm -hmm. To pull him onto the dance floor. All right. The celebration continues for probably a good hour, hour and a half before there's a chiming sound that rings through the night gallery. And almost magically, it seems, the energy begins to subside and everybody starts to catch their breath from whatever they're doing or drift out of whatever uh, room or place they had been ensconced in. Uh, Liz, for the last little while, uh, you've been playing Old Maid with Click Clack up in the... Uh, um, and uh, you almost have won, like, twice. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, but uh, everybody begins to sort of drift back and you realize that the spatial aspect of the night gallery has been weird this entire time because there's so much party going on there. It shouldn't fit into the space that exists, but somehow through probably a number of contracts and and possibly some some temporary hollow crafting or something. There's been enough room for all of this to be happening. But looking around, only a few mortals are now present in the main area and all of the changelings assemble. And Phage, you see Sunset Blue come up to you, take your arm, almost in that sort of bride being walked down the aisle way. Mm -hmm. All right, sister. Let's get this taken care of. All right. She guides you through just a crowd. There's nothing so formal as like rows of seating or anything. And everybody just parts in front of you. You see Phage off, or you see Paige off to one side uh, at the bar, raises a glass to you behind a number of rows of other changelings and just this big, massive knot of faces. Go ahead and give me a wits and empathy. Wits, empathy. Three successes. Three successes. Paige is beaming. 
this is a triumph for her girlfriend. Uh, and, but as you pass through the crowd, kind of, kind of watching her as you take a few steps, you pass a few other faces. Most of them are smiling. Some of them are somber. Some of them are serious and feeling the gravity of the situation. Some of them look frustrated or upset even. But the energy in the room is such that you can't really pick out individual um, people who are displaying any particular emotion. You're just sort of getting a vibe of mostly positive, but somewhat mixed feelings through this room. Uh, and then you pass one and pages uh, position, obviously, as you're moving, people are occasionally blocking uh, and you glance over at her a couple of times just to see um, how her full reaction is going to be. When you, when you get up onto the stage, you pass one person, a second person, and then in the third one, there's a shadow. Give me a wits and composure. Zero. From somewhere. It's hard to tell. You can't tell if it's a trick of the light or something has shifted. But Paige's face is covered by a shadow temporarily, which doesn't really mesh with the physical orientation of the lighting and her seating position and then you're up on the stage looking down at all of these people and she has just finished her glass and is now standing up clapping her face in full display and you hear sunset blue off to one side it is my great honor as someone who has been flattered to be seen as a leader of the spring court. It is with deepest respect and greatest pleasure that I present to you the new Vernal Monarch. Pedro Flanagan, the keyhole of Baltimore, of the motley unlikely, will be ruling through this next season so rise and be upstanding for the individual who will lead us through the next months and who is fit to wear the antler crown. She makes a gesture in the air and you see manifest above her head for the first time that any of you have actually seen this thing visually a now-revealed aspect of Sunset Blue's mantle, this enormous circlet hmm, that hovers probably about an inch and a half above her, the crown of her head. White-tailed deer antlers curve around into these blood-stained tips. It's woven through with a number of tendrils and leaves and just absolutely lush, plant life and it flickers seemingly slightly immaterial it's an image as she raises her hands up and grabs onto it and physically lifts it from its place where it hovers above her head and reaches over to place it 
on top of Phage. Phage, you feel the weight of this thing settle around the top of your head. And then there's a prick. And you feel blood begin to stream from a couple of points on the back as the hedge thorns that are woven into this thing taste of your blood and bond with you over it. And that weight remains there for a moment, and then you can feel the crown lift and again begin to hover just off the top of your head. But you're still keenly aware of its presence there. There's a faint inertia as you move your head where you can feel it trailing behind you and mirroring your movements as it is now officially part of your me, at least for the time being. What's Phage's first statement as she's crowned and faces her keyhole? Uh, so, as she turns, um, her mantle manifests a uh, an aspect that is rarely seen but often felt, especially by the ogres of the Freehold. Um, there almost appear to be manacles that sort of begin to trail off of her off of her wrists and ankles these heavy leaden chains that seem to be present around her as she sort of steps to the center of the stage and as she walks they almost seem to strain and as she takes a final step the chains seem to snap as if breaking away from their anchoring uh but as she uh, sort of stands over and looks at the rest of the crowd. Spring has come. Let it be, as it should, a season of things renewing. A season of growth. A season where healing may occur. Where the pains that we've covered through the winter and the shadows we've hidden behind be cast aside, and the light of day be shown again. It's not enough that we break our chains, she says. And as she as she says this, the manacles that clasp around her arms and legs seem to clank open and fall to the ground away from her. Should we all truly be free, we cast them off, that they hold no weight on us who grow anew and seek to find our lives again. To the renewal of spring. And there's a cheer and glasses are raised. <laughs> and the jubilant atmosphere just ripples out. <laughs> and then you see Leaf Finger kind of make a sign off to one side. As, uh, oh, who was it? One of, uh, Sammy Blossoms, who has been a member of Common Security for quite some time, steps up and holds on a small platform a bell with a wooden handle. To confirm, he calls out his clear voice rising. As one of the representatives of this court, 
our new ruler, we ring the bell of day, one for each hour. And the bell begins to chime, clang, clang, 24 times. Luck, give me an intelligence and a cult roll, plus three. You don't see anything. You feel like you've missed something. But the sound and its repetition bring back a sharp reminder of your time in the stone oval. 24. 24 rings, eight and eight, and another eight. And that's where we're going to end for this week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.